0: Chapter 23, verses 1 through 25. Of Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 23, verses 1 through 5. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation, and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him, and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. Augustine, Luke, after he had finished relating the denial of Peter, recapitulated all that took place concerning our Lord during the morning, mentioning some particulars which the others omitted, and so he has composed his narrative, giving a similar account with the rest, when he says, and the whole multitude of them arose, and led him to Pilate, etc. Bede, that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he prophesied of his own death, he shall be delivered to the Gentiles, that is, to the Romans, For Pilate was a Roman, and the Romans had sent him as governor to Judea. Augustine. He next relates what happens before Pilate, as follows, And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting our nation, etc. Matthew and Mark do not give this, though affirming that they accused him. But Luke has laid open the very charges which they falsely brought against him. Theophylact. Most plainly are they opposed to the truth, for our Lord was so far from forbidding to give tribute that he commanded it to be given. How then did he pervert the people? Was it that he might take possession of the kingdom? But this is incredible to all, for when the whole multitude wished to choose him for their king, he was aware of it and fled. Bede, now two charges having been brought against our Lord, Namely, that he forbade to pay tribute to Caesar, and called himself Christ the King. It may be that Pilate had chanced to hear that which our Lord spake, Render unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's. And therefore, setting aside this accusation as a palatable lie of the Jews, he thought fit to ask concerning that alone, of which he knew nothing, the saying about the kingdom, for it follows, Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews, etc. Theophylact, It seems to me that he asked this question of Christ by way of deriding the wantonness or hypocrisy of the alleged charged. As if he said, Thou a poor, humble, naked man, with none to help thee, art accused of seeking a kingdom, for which thou wouldst need many to help thee, and much money. Bede. He answers the governor in the same words, which he used to the chief priests, that Pilate might be condemned by his own voice. For it follows, and he answering, said, Thou sayest, Theophilact, now they finding nothing else to support their calumny, have resorted to the aid of clamor. For it follows, and they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. As if they said, He perverts the people, not in one part only, but beginning from Galilee, he arrives at this place, having passed through Judea. I think then that they purposely made mention of Galilee, as desirous to alarm Pilate, for the Galileans were of a different sect, and given to sedition, as, for example, Judas of Galilee, who is mentioned in the Acts of the Apostles. Bede, but with these words they accused not him, but themselves, For to have taught the people, and by teaching, to have roused them to their former idleness, and doing this to have passed through the whole land of promise, was an evidence not of sin, but of virtue. Ambrose, our Lord is accused and is silent, for he needs no defense. Let them cast about for defense who fear to be conquered. He does not then confirm the accusation by his silence, but he despises it by not refuting it. Why then should he fear who does not court safety? The safety of all men forfeits his own, that he may gain that of all. Verses 6-12 through 12. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad For he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate and the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. Bede. Pilate having determined not to question our Lord concerning the above-mentioned accusation, is the rather glad now that an opportunity offers to escape from passing judgment upon him. Hence it is said, when Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And lest he should be compelled to pass sentence against one whom he knew to be innocent, and delivered for envy, sends him to be heard by Herod, preferring that he who was the tetrarch of our Lord's country might be the person either to acquit or punish him. For it follows, and as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, Theophylact, wherein he follows the Roman law, which provided that every man should be judged by the governor of his own jurisdiction. Now Herod wished to make proof of Christ's fame desiring to witness his miracles. For it follows, and when Herod saw Jesus, he was glad, etc. Theophylact, Not as though he was about to gain any benefit from the sight, but seized with curiosity he thought he should see that extraordinary man of whose wisdom and wonderful works he had heard so much. He also wished to hear from his mouth what he could say. Accordingly, he asks him questions making a sport of him, and ridiculing him. But Jesus, who performed all things prudently, and who, as David testifies, ordereth his words with discretion, thought it right in such a case to be silent. For a word uttered to one whom it profited nothing becomes the cause of his condemnation. Therefore it follows, and he answered him nothing. Ambrose, he was silent and did nothing, for Herod's unbelief deserved not to see him, and the Lord shun display. And perhaps, typically in Herod, are represented all the ungodly, who, if they have not believed the law and the prophets, cannot see Christ's wonderful works in the gospel. Gregory, from these words we ought to derive a lesson that whenever our hearers wish, as if by praising us, to gain knowledge from us, but not to change their own wicked course, we must be altogether silent lest if from love of ostentation we speak God's word, both they who were guilty cease not to be so, and we who are not become so. And there are many things which betray the motive of a hearer, but one in particular, when they always praise what they hear, yet never follow what they praise. Gregory, the Redeemer therefore, though questioned, held his peace, though expected, disdained to work miracles, and keeping himself secretly within himself, left those who were satisfied to seek for outward things, to remain thankless without, preferring to be openly set at naught by the proud, than to be praised by the hollow voices of unbelievers. Hence it follows, and the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him, and Herod with his men of war set him at naught, and mocked him and arrayed him in a white robe. Ambrose It is not without reason that he is arrayed by Herod in a white robe, as bearing a sign of his immaculate passion, that the Lamb of God without spots, would take upon himself the sins of the world. Theophylact nevertheless, observe how the devil is thwarted by the thing which he does. He heaps up scorn and reproaches against Christ, whereby it is made manifest that the Lord is not seditious. Otherwise, He would not have been derided when so great a danger was afloat, and that too from a people who were held in suspicion, and so given to change. But the sending of Christ by Pilate to Herod becomes the commencement of a mutual friendship, Pilate not receiving those who were subject to Herod's authority, as it is added, and they were made friends, etc. Observe the devil everywhere uniting together things separate, that he may compass the death of Christ, Let us blush then, if for the sake of our salvation we keep not even our friends in union with us. Ambrose, under the type also of Herod and Pilate, who from enemies were made friends by Jesus Christ, is preserved the figure of the people of Israel and the Gentile nation, that through our Lord's passion should come to pass the future concord of both, yet so that the people of the Gentiles should receive the word of God first and then transmit it by the devotion of their faith to the Jewish people, that they too may, with the glory of their majesty, clothe the body of Christ, which before they had despised. Bede, or this alliance between Herod and Pilate, signifies that the Gentiles and Jews, though differing in race, religion, and character, agree together in persecuting Christians. Verses 13 through 25. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me, as one that perverteth the people. And behold, I have examined him before you, and have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him for of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who, for a certain sedition made in the city, and for murder, was cast into prison. Pilate therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them a third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired. But he delivered Jesus to their will. Augustine Luke returns to those things which were going on before the governor, from which he had digressed in order to relate what took place with Herod, saying as follows, and Pilate when he had called, etc., from which we infer that he has omitted the part wherein Pilate questioned our Lord, what he had to answer to his accusers. Ambrose, here Pilate, who as a judge acquits Christ, is made the minister of his crucifixion, He sent to Herod, sent back to Pilate, as it follows, Nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and behold, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. They both refuse to pronounce him guilty, yet for fear's sake, Pilate gratifies the cruel desires of the Jews. Theophylact, Wherefore, by the testimony of two men, Jesus is declared innocent. But the Jews his accusers brought forward no witness whom they could believe. See then how truth triumphs. Jesus is silent and his enemies witness for him. The Jews make loud cries, and not one of them corroborates their clamor. Bede. Perish then those writings which, composed so long a time before Christ, convict not the accused of magical arts against Pilate, but the writers themselves of treachery and lying against Christ. Theophilact, Pilate therefore lenient and easy, yet wanting in firmness, For the truth, because afraid of being accused, adds, I will therefore chastise him and release him. Bede, as if he said, I will subject him to all the scourgings and mockings you desire, but do not thirst after the innocent blood. It follows, for of necessity he must release one unto them, etc., an obligation not imposed by a decree of the imperial law, but binding by the annual custom of the nation, whom in such things he was glad to please. Theophylact, for the Romans permitted the Jews to live according to their own laws and customs, and it was a natural custom of the Jews to seek pardon of the prince of those who were condemned. As they asked Jonathan of Saul, and hence it is now added, with respect to their petition, and they cried, all at once, away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, etc. Ambrose, not unreasonably do they seek the pardon of a murderer, who were themselves demanding the death of the innocent. Such are the laws of iniquity, that what innocence hates, guilt loves. And here the interpretation of the name affords a figurative resemblance, for Barabbas is in Latin the father of a son. Those then in whom it is said, ye are of your father the devil, are represented as about to prefer the true son of God, the son of their father, that is, Antichrist. Even to this day, the request still clings to the Jews. For since, when they had the choice given to them, they rightly chose a robber for Jesus, a murderer for a savior, rightly lost they both life and salvation, and became subject to such robberies and seditions among themselves as to forfeit both their country and kingdom. theophylact Thus it came to pass, the once holy nation rages to slay, The Gentile Pilate forbids slaughter. As it follows, Pilate therefore spoke again unto them, but they cried out, Crucify, etc. Bede. With the worst kind of death, that is crucifixion, they longed to murder the innocent. For they who hung on the cross with their hands and feet fixed by nails to the wood, suffered a prolonged death, that their agony might not quickly cease. But the death of the cross was chosen by our Lord, as that which, having overcome the devil, he was about to place as a trophy on the brows of the faithful. Theophilact, Three times did Pilate acquit Christ. For it follows, and he said unto them a third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I will chastise him and let him go. Bede. This chastisement wherewith Pilate sought to satisfy the people, lest their rage should go even so far as to crucify Jesus, John's words bear testimony that he not only threatened, but performed together with mockings and scourgings. But when they saw all their charges, which they brought against the Lord, baffled by Pilate's diligent questioning, they resort at last to prayers only, entreating that he might be crucified. Theophylact, they cry out the third time against Christ, that by this third voice they may approve the murderer to be their own, which by their entreaties they exhorted. For it follows, and Pilate gave sentence, that it should be as they required. And he released him, that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, but delivered Jesus to their will. Chrysostom, for they thought that they could add this, namely, that Jesus was worse than a robber, and so wicked, that neither for mercy's sake, or by the privilege of the feast, ought he to be let free? End of chapter 23, verses 1 through 25.